Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And this is one of those secret bonus episodes just for you subscribers. If you're listening to this episode and you're not a subscriber, you are uh, condemned to eternal torment. (laughs) Okay, so this episode um, it is going to cons- well. Why don't you explain? <laughs> because it's really complicated. Okay, we asked you for questions. You sent us questions. Now we're going to answer some of those questions. Great. Let's get to it. Okay. Okay. So a number of people asked us how we met. Yes, and how we met, and then how we started decided to start the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever, uh, speaking of which, yeah. whenever I meet a couple for the first time, I tend to want to know how they met. Sure. Somebody once told me that that was kind of a rude or personal question. I don't think so. I don't think so I mean, either. I think, you know. I mean, like, they could have met in, like, a... Bathhouse. Yeah. I mean, yeah, totally. Uh, you know, I think, I think probably if you did meet in some kind of delightfully sleazy way, um, then you probably already have a cover story prepared for like when grandma asks. Mm-hmm. Um, the, so, so you don't have to tell anybody that Laurie was like a high class prostitute <laughs> when you met her. <laughs> Great. Um, Sorry, Laurie. She used to be a fan of this show. Uh, <laughs> okay. Anyway. No, 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 no. I was, I was one of those gigolos from HBO's gigolos. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's on HBO. Whatever. Okay. Take it away. So how did we meet? Um, I think the first time we met was at a party where uh, we were tasting chocolates. Yeah. Yeah. This makes it, this makes it sound like we were like middle-aged before we before our time but, uh, who goes to chocolate tasting parties i guess we did but i um i was participating in this online like web forum called eGullet, and so was matthew yes. and somebody from the seattle eGullet community invited a whole bunch of us over to taste chocolate yes and um and i was pretty shy and i didn't know anybody and matthew seemed really famous because he had a column in the seattle <laughs> times. times yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was I was a huge celebrity. I was really intimidated. I, um, that's that's great. That's very kind of you. Um, I'm not just saying that to flatter you. Yeah, I um at least uh, at least once every three months, I would I would write the column in the <laughs> in the Pacific Northwest magazine and write about uh, you know tomatillos or something. It was big stuff. I aspired to do what you were doing, and I remember not long after I think Iris was born. And, or maybe she had just been born when we first met. But anyway. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I think it was before. I remember I saw you and Lori and Iris at the farmer's market, and it was like a celebrity sighting for me. <laughs> Are you blushing yet? Because, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. And then, yeah, then we didn't really see each other for quite a while after that, I don't think. Not, I mean, not that I particularly remember. Yeah, and then I told you to write a book. The next that's, time that's we right. Saw each other. And the next time we saw mm-hmm. each other, you said, "Hey, um, you know, uh, I uh, I sold my book, um, and uh, and I'm like, and then and then I was all jealous of you and intimidated. I'm like, I didn't sell a book. Like, I got nothing here. Um, and uh, and you said you should write a book. Uh, and you you hooked me up with your agent, and I wrote a book, and uh, I didn't dedicate it to you. Thanks um, a lot. But but you were in the acknowledgments. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then. Then uh, we went on this road trip uh, to Portland. God, I totally forgot about that. I was like, where's he going with this? We didn't go on a road trip. <laughs> we went on this road trip in, in the theater of my imagination. <laughs> um, 
Oh, I had a funny dream the other day that I should tell. This, this is this going to be like uh, these these secret episodes? Can we can we just like keep in all the stuff that we would normally cut out because only if it's funny okay. go on <laughs> all right okay but i'll get to that in a minute so we so we went on this road trip we were we were both on a panel something about food in portland uh i don't really remember the subject of the panel um but uh we we were like killing each other with laughter the whole way and i'm thinking boy uh, we should torment other people with this. Yes. Yeah. Um, and after that, I remember you asked me if I'd ever thought about doing a podcast. Yeah. And you said no. <laughs> Correct. And here we are today. Right. Um, uh, yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember what you said. I think. And it was like a year from that email until we actually like got everything together and put the first episode mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Um, the first episode, which actually no one has ever heard because it was so bad. No, no. The first the first episode that we published. Yeah. The the. Uh, Friday episode. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we, uh, we just, uh, I, we had a good rapport. I thought it would be good radio, and sometimes it is. Sometimes. Um, hey, speaking of which, Kelly asked, what is our favorite episode? Oh, you know, I think, I think Marshmallows is my favorite episode. It's, uh, it's the one with the boneless hands. Um, <laughs> and the one where I kept lighting the marshmallow on fire. fire. Um, and I was laughing so hard I couldn't breathe. That, that, I think, is my favorite. That was really fun. I also have very good memories of the Apple episode. That's a great episode. It was really, really funny. So, yeah, I don't know. For me, it's a tie between marshmallows and apples. Um, yeah, if we could, if we could uh, come up with some, uh, oh yeah, we should do an episode devoted to those caramel apples that you see like in the window of the, of the place, uh, like at the tourist trap, um, the where, Rocky mountain candy. Yes. Factory. That's what I'm trying to mm-hmm. think. That's what I'm thinking of. And, uh, that are covered with caramel and then like chocolate and then mini marshmallows. If we did an episode on that, it would definitely be the best episode ever. Great. All right. Uh, so um, many people asked uh, about embarrassing moments, and we're interpreting that to mean embarrassing food-related moments because otherwise, where would we begin? Yeah, we could go on all day. Yes. Sometimes it seems like my whole life has been one <laughs> embarrassing moment. Uh, you, I, I'm going to have to think for a minute about. Oh, my oh embarrassing while you're thinking, I, um, I, I forgot. I was going to, I was going to tell you my funny dream. There was some like convention going on, and I had to warm up the crowd. And so I was supposed to like get up and tell some jokes and stuff. And I'm like, I didn't prepare anything. I didn't even know this was happening. Uh, so I get up and I say, uh, "Okay, so who came the furthest to get here?" Because um, I think this is going to like generate some some exciting stories. Uh, and my dad is in the audience, and he and he raises his hand and he said, "I came from Portland." I'm like, "Okay, good, good. Who else?" Uh, someone else raises his hand and said and says, uh, "I came from upstate New York." I'm like, "Okay, okay, that's that's." For than in Portland, and uh, someone else raises his hand and says, uh, I just got back from the bathroom. <laughs> anyway, not a great joke, but I was so proud of myself for coming up with it in my dream. <laughs> That's pretty I mean, great. I mean, I didn't come up with it. That guy from the bathroom did. But. Right, but no, you, you set the stage, literally. Okay, here's my embarrassing food moment. I went out to dinner a few years ago at um, a uh, um, now defunct but very good uh, Seattle restaurant called 727 Pine, and I was having dinner um, with our friend Neil Robertson, uh, pastry chef extraordinaire of Crumble and Flake in Seattle. And uh, I ordered uh, the duck, and uh, when I was uh, eating the duck, somehow I convinced myself that this couldn't be the duck I was eating. It was too meaty that they must have given me the beef by accident. And, uh, and so like, I asked them like, are you sure this is the duck? And they're like, yeah, 
that's definitely the duck. And it was. Um, and, uh, and Neil is like, what are you talking about? Like, he, he didn't, <laughs> you know, nobody, nobody suspected there was a mistake but me. And, like, why would I care anyway if it was good? That is amazing. I can just imagine how much time you spent in your head going, duck, beef, duck, beef, yeah, duck. Uh-huh. Like, trying to understand what was happening. Yes, it was like, it was like that um, children's song about quackamooba clockophobia. What? This was a record I had when I, when I was a kid where um, there's a song about quackamooba cluckophobia, which is fear of farm animals. <laughs> <laughs> it's, don't, don't laugh. It's a, it's a crippling phobia. <laughs> okay. 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 Embarrassing food moment. <laughs> Remember that time you were at that chocolate tasting party and... and <laughs> <laughs> mm, I... I don't really. Ha- I feel like I don't have a good one. I have a okay. Lot- how about an embarrassing non-food? Related I have a moment. lot of like low-grade food <laughs> disappointments when I'm cooking for somebody who I'd like to impress, and it doesn't come off as well as it should. Yeah, and that's embarrassing. But more than anything, it's just sad. Yeah, that's embarrassing. And but that not happens funny. to me a lot. And I, I feel sad. It happens to me a lot, particularly in front of you, and that makes me sad. I feel like I'm I'm a pretty good cook, but I have not often cooked very good things when we are together. But uh, first of all, I mean, I would I would argue with that, but also to the extent that it that it may be sometimes true. You know, we've already talked about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we need to go to therapy for this. We've already talked about the home kitchen advantage. That's true. And how we usually record at my That's house, true. and and I have the home kitchen advantage. That's true. Um. I have plenty of other embarrassing moments. Usually my embarrassing moments involve putting my foot in my mouth. <laughs> like, they involve pudding. <laughs> yeah, they usually involve, involve pudding. pudding. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, pudding, so embarrassing. <laughs> no. Um, no, usually I'll just say something in front of someone that I should have never said, and then I like wind up backtracking. Like I remember once as a preteen... Um, I met this guy named Jeremiah, and I thought that it was a really funny name for some reason, like a like a, a dumb name. Like I guess I'd never heard it before. I he was a bullfrog. That, I guess I didn't realize that it was a common name. But anyway, I was whispering to my friend sitting next to me about what a stupid name Jeremiah was, and it turned out Jeremiah's mother was sitting on the opposite side of my friend. I, oh. I've done a lot of stuff like this in my life. Yeah. Thankfully, I've come to understand that Jeremiah is a pretty normal name. I don't know why I thought it was so funny as a kid. See, I, yeah, I will, I will like drop one-liners like the same way I do with you just in any situation. And in most situations, it's not appropriate. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right. Oh, Kelly also asks, what do your spouses think of spilled milk? Well, I'm going to out Brandon here. He's not much of a podcast listener. Like, he just doesn't listen to podcasts, and he has only listened to two episodes of Spilled Milk. He should get with the program because podcasts are huge. Like I, America, I know, especially Spilled Milk. I is can a hear huge... America podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what What does Lori think of Spilled Milk? Uh, Lori um, listens. Lori and Iris listen to every episode, um, usually with me around, which is which is not always easy to take because, like, I don't remember what I said on the show, um, and uh, I'm like, oh no, what if, what if I said something awful? What about the ones that have an explicit tag? Oh, Iris doesn't care. I mean, she, I, mean I don't care. Do you think she just doesn't get some of it? I think she doesn't get some of it. Okay. Like, yeah, like the part where we were talking about putting in, putting a chastity belt on a uh, on. Uh, Freezer? Freezer, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, probably won't get that. Okay. Uh, Lori, yeah, Lori, I showed Lori this question, and, and she said, and she said um, tell, tell the subscribers um, that, uh, that I'm a, I'm a um, fan, but I'm kind of nervous about it. Like, um, I, think, I think maybe Lori also isn't sure if you and I are married. Oh, you think that's it? Huh, yeah. Sometimes I, sometimes I wonder myself, yeah, yeah, really. Sure. What's the process for creating a podcast? I'd like to know, too, because pretty much I just show up here with some cookies, and I sit down and I eat the cookies, and we talk about not being married, and then I leave. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a strange relationship. <laughs> um the process of creating a podcast. Uh, yeah, if, you, if you're not interested in this, you know, fast forward two minutes. Um, do they still have fast forward? I think so. Uh, the process of creating a podcast is uh, we have some uh, inexpensive recording equipment. Uh, we sit in front of microphones and talk into it and record it. We are at Matthew's apartment. Oh, yes. We're yes. sitting at his kitchen table. We are, yes, the lavish, mm-hmm. the lavish spilled milk studios. Mm-hmm. It's very hot in here right now because we have to record with all the windows shut. Oh, uh, and uh, we do not have an intern. Sometimes we'll get uh, an email um, uh and I will respond to the email, or Molly will respond to the email, and the person will write back and say, "I can't believe we actually heard back from you." As if, as if we have. Maybe we uh, should get an intern. Maybe I have. People been, expect I've us to have an intern. Genuinely been thinking about whether sometime we should get an intern because just uh, so we can say we have an intern. Uh, yeah, and yeah. also so we can make the intern do stuff. Okay. Uh, so uh, then I uh, take the audio that we recorded, I put it onto my computer, and I edit out the unfunny parts. And uh, put it together with uh, some uh, little musical numbers and uh, send it to uh, the cloud. <laughs> um, I mean, I should really add that that I just show up here and do the fun part. Matthew is the one who really kind of makes a, a, a cohesive podcast out of what we've done. Uh, so, yeah, I have a um, big roll of duct tape. All props to Matthew. And oh, I should we should also explain that that in terms of choosing a topic, we get ideas from all over the place. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes in the middle of a of a show, we'll get an idea for oh, we oh God, we should totally be talking about such and such. So we'll write it down. We keep a running list going, and in general, we we do shows about topics that not only seem like they could, you know, fill a show, but um, topics that... That might be funny? That might be funny. Yeah, Sometimes although... Sometimes we're wrong. Sometimes they're not funny. Yeah, although that Apple episode was really funny, and what is funny about apples? That's true. I mean, if, if they fall on your head and you fall down, that's kind of funny. You know, in the beginning, I used to worry a lot about having the show be really informative. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I'm glad you got over that. But I've come to realize that, I, I don't know, I, I want this to be a show for people like you and me, people who have a, you know, a, a moderate amount of, of knowledge about food, maybe. <laughs> I want this to be a show for people who are not sure whether or not they're married. <laughs> and, uh, and so I feel like, um, you know, I, I don't think that we need to, like, educate here, and Lord knows I'm not set up to educate about food. I feel like we just want to talk about what we're into. Yeah. Like, all, yeah, we want to talk about all the crazy stuff we're into. Totally. Uh, the stuff that we don't do because we're not married. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, Kelsey asks, what's the most memorable meal you've had? Can you think of any really memorable? It doesn't have to be literally the most memorable. God, yeah, because, of the, uh, wow, I have a hard time pinning things down like that. Like, I'm bad at picking favorites. Um, memorable meal. You go first. Okay, I the one that the one that comes to mind, and I'm pretty sure I know I've mentioned this restaurant on the show before, before, and I've probably mentioned this meal before. Um, uh, 
is was at a restaurant called Cabbages and Condoms in Bangkok. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they uh, it is it is so called. Well, I mean, it's it, they they are attached to a um, a charity that uh, that does um, you know family planning support, um, which uh, doesn't you know start explains but does not excuse the name. Uh, and uh, just had this incredible Thai meal of uh, of fried fish, and it was the first time I ever had this dish called fluffy catfish salad, um, which is uh, they would take a catfish broil it uh, till it's dry, flake it with a fork, um, and then uh, deep fry the little flakes and they puff up and have this amazing, crispy, tender, like, you know, potato chippy texture, uh, and then throw that on top of a, a green mango salad. So it's it's crispy fried fish with tart green mango and Thai dressing. And uh, the, the restaurant is down a side street and uh, sort of in this sort of idyllic setting just off a very busy Bangkok street. Uh, very memorable meal. Wow, that sounds fantastic. All right, and now let's go to France. Uh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I am very intentionally not choosing anything in France. Okay. So what I'm actually, this, I don't know if this really counts as like, you know, most memorable meal, but I have this incredibly strong taste memory of some of the dishes that my dad used to make when I was a kid. And one that I, I don't think I've ever talked about here is his salad dressing. My dad used to use um, Spice Islands, like salad dressing sure. seasoning that came, you know, powdered in a, in a jar. And he would make, um, he would make vinaigrette from that seasoning. Sometimes he'd put an egg yolk in it. Um, but not always. Uh, it always had a lot of mustard in it. And when I was a kid, I remember very fondly having like these huge, like my whole family sitting down together and eating these huge salads with my dad's salad dressing on it. And it sounds like some sort of very diet kind of scenario, but it didn't feel that way at all. I mean, this like big delicious salad with like roasted chicken in it and butter lettuce and cherry tomatoes and this delicious dressing that yeah, that that I just so associate with my dad. No, that sounds great. So, um, anyway, yeah, for some reason, that's what's coming to mind today. Just this big, wonderful salad from his dressing. No, I think that's totally legit. But Kelsey will be the judge. <laughs> please, please be kind, Chelsea. Kel- oh, Kelsey. All right. What else? Oh, well, Kelsey also asked if we had any hair care tips. Oh, that's right. We do keep promising people hair care tips. Yeah, so I've got some hair care tips. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, you're going to love this, Matthew. Yeah. So a number of years ago, I was working at the University of Washington Press, and I had this coworker named Gigi who had very, very, very curly hair. And she gave me a book called The Curly Girl Manifesto. Oh, I've heard of that. Have you I've heard, heard about of it? This. Yeah. Yes. Because I have wavy hair. And so my big hair care tip, which I learned from the Curly Girl Manifesto. I know what it is. Is I don't brush my hair. I haven't brushed my hair in like eight years. What do you think would happen if you did it now? I just think it would look pretty crappy. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, don't brush your hair. I don't even comb my hair. I sort of run my fingers through it when I'm in the shower. And that is the extent of it. So ladies, if you've got curly or wavy hair, don't brush it. Wow. It's just going to make it frizzy. Revolutionary. Mm -hmm. Here's my hair care tip. (laughs) Don't have hair. (laughs) Great. I had a feeling that's what you were going to (laughs) say. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but, uh, I, I, wait, I have, we did it. We did a shampoo and conditioner episode once, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this on this episode or if it had happened yet, but I was buying this, uh, suave conditioner, um, that said makes your hair five times smoother on the bottle. Whoa. And and Iris thought this was hilarious. smooth. Right. And then they changed it. (laughs) Same stuff. But now it says seven times smoother. 
Oh. <laughs> hey, so do you ever break down and eat fast food? This is a question from our listener, Steve. And what kind of fast food? Oh, Steve, I love this question. The answer yeah, is yes, absolutely, too. I do. And I have strong feelings about it. And like, you know, I, I, my inclination is to like say that these things are gross, um, but like all fast food is more or less gross. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to own up to it. Uh, I really enjoy a Taco Bell uh, crunchy taco. Mm-hmm. Uh, have since I was a kid. Uh, I prefer, yep, beef, the, yeah. the classic ground beef often goes on sale for 59 cents one. Um, wow. For a while they were two for 99 cents. Uh, <laughs> and those were the days. Um, and uh, I prefer, uh, if I'm going to get a fast food burger, um, I prefer, uh, I mean, I like In-N-Out Burger, but I think that's, uh, you know, the sort of fast food you're supposed to like. Of the of the major national brands, I prefer Burger King to McDonald's. Huh. I've never had a Burger King burger. Wow. I should fix that. What I was going to say is that I have a real soft spot for a quarter pounder with cheese. Ah, I think there is something incredibly magical about the um, the the condiments. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't know if these count as condiments. Uh, on a on a McDonald's hamburger, the 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 little bit of chopped onion, the pickle, the ketchup, and the American cheese. The way those four flavors go together to me is incredible. Yeah, no. When you say that, I can taste it oh, exactly. It's so delicious. Uh, I am also a big fan of the Wendy's Frosty. Oh, my God. I love a Frosty. We should do like a Frosty Blizzard, like frozen fast food treats kind of show. Okay. Robin asks, uh, when are we going to hear a booze-related show? Uh, And she, she nominates specifically bourbon. Wow, I feel like part of the reason that that I've avoided doing a booze-related show is that while I love to drink it and while I think I have a pretty decent palate, I really know so little about booze. And I'm yeah. surrounded by people who know a lot about it, and so I feel intimidated. Yeah, I feel I feel the same way. Um I I would I would be interested to to see what ha- what would happen if we got drunk on the show. <laughs> <laughs> it probably I, would I'm, not be very funny. I'm open to it. You know, we one of the shows that we have had on our to-do list for a long time is dessert wine. <laughs> Can you imagine how pretentious that would be? Uh, yeah, I, I I think I probably came up with it because I do enjoy dessert wine, but it's not a good idea for yeah, a show. It's a terrible idea. Someone also asked, I don't think this was, I think this may have been on Facebook. Um, someone asked if we would take the show camping. Um, which, which, uh, the answer is no, but I did, I did wonder if we should take the show like to the park and have a picnic sometime. Oh, I think that sounds great. I think it would be really I think fun. That could be, that, yeah, that could be really fun. Um, Hey, speaking of picnicky things. Yeah. Or not, maybe I need a different transition. Yeah. Yeah. So Kelsey asked, um, so she apparently is a, f- a four month old and she says, how do you approach solid foods with your little ones and how are you encouraging them to be adventurous eaters? Well, Matthew, if only there was a book on this topic, Matthew has written an entire book about this, which is an incredible resource. I have looked to it many times in the last year since my daughter was born. What's that book called? It's called Hungry Monkey, a food loving father's <laughs> quest to raise an adventurous eater. Yes. Oh my God, I even got the subtitle or maybe it was right. Bra- Brazen Adventurous Eater? I don't remember. Uh, yes, basically, um, I wrote a whole book on Did this topic. Did you say to- Brazen Adventurous <laughs> yes. Eater? Uh, I, I wrote a whole book on this topic, and the book, like the, the person who posted the Amazon review saying that the book was a total cop out, was totally right. Because, um, you know, 
my my approach is uh serve serve the food and then kind of get out of the way um and uh you know, let, uh, let Iris's, Iris is my nine-year-old, um, let, let her, uh, preferences inform the menu, but not dominate the menu. I, I think that for me, the most helpful thing that you wrote is that there's no such thing as baby food. And I have had to sort of remind myself of that many times in the last few months of feeding June. Um, you know, when I, when I've been, when I've offered her something like hummus with a little bit of like chili oil on it and whoever I'm with is like, you're going to give that to the baby. And I'm like, well, you know, every flavor that's not milk is a new flavor to her right now. Yeah. And it's going to taste, you know, pretty bold in some instances. So why not just try it? Yeah. And the thing is, Kelsey, the thing that I didn't know um, when I had a baby is that, uh, uh, you know, like a one-year-old will eat anything because mm-hmm. they're just so excited. Like, hey, I can put stuff in my mouth, and like, mom doesn't make doesn't like reach her finger into my mouth and pull it back out because it was, you know, a thimble. <laughs> right. um, and uh, so that's that's exciting for a while, and then you know they want to put their foot down and say like, I've got opinions here, people. Uh, listen yeah. up. Yeah, I'm and, bracing you know, myself for that. That'll happen sometime around age two, three. Um, you know, a, a friend of ours uh, who has a uh, five-year-old who has been in advance adventurous eater um, uh, since she was one uh, suddenly decided to become a picky eater. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much, you know, bracing myself for the fact that June's going to assert herself at some point. But for now, I'm really enjoying making her eat all kinds of things. Like today, she had some braised fennel for lunch. Yum. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and then the picky eating will last for a while and then that'll be over too. You know, you, you don't have very much control over these things. Uh, you I, know. Do th- I do think the one thing you have control over, though, is keeping offering things just because they won't eat something like yeah you know what i mean like it seems to me i think that you and Lori have done a really nice job of being like here's what's for dinner yeah and iris will find something in it that she's willing to eat and if she doesn't eat everything then that's okay yeah sometimes she will like reach into the uh stir fry bowl with her chopsticks and like pull out all of the pieces that she wants uh and leave the uh the green stuff for her parents which but, but it's awesome that you guys are able to sit down and have a family meal um it's yeah we it's sit we, utter bliss we sit around the hearth yeah <laughs> you know i think i think maybe that'll do it okay um yeah so before we go just want to say thank you so much again to you subscribers um you know since since we started doing the subscription thing like it's genuinely changed the way we feel about doing the show for the better um you know i i feel like you feel my, like we have a purpose now yes we've got people uh, yeah, we have <laughs> we have an army of people that we could that we could declare use to declare war on another podcast if necessary. <laughs> the sporkful, this means you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so thanks for listening to our special bonus episode, uh, and uh, and thanks for being subscribers. Yeah. What is going on outside? I don't know. It sounds like. <laughs> This this could be you know the invasion is happening right now and uh, and we're documenting it I think I don't know, I don't know I think it's a uh, lawnmower